0: And welcome to the 47th podcast edition of Weber's Whipping Post, coming to you from sunny Arizona. I'm Weber, and I'm delighted you tuned in to listen today. The podcast today is called So They Can Help Their Child Survive. But before I begin, let's pay a couple of bills. A Happy New Year from Hoffman Chiropractic Neurology, celebrating 30 years of practice. Dr. Hoffman specializes in general musculoskeletal conditions, neurology, sports injuries, acupuncture, electrodiagnostics, and comprehensive wellness management. Dr. Hoffman provides exceptional care for patients of all ages, from infants to the elderly, from expectant moms to athletes. Dr. Hoffman's goal is to provide all patients a tailored treatment plan based on an extensive history, a thorough exam, and x-rays. Contact Hoffman Chiropractic Neurology for more information or to schedule an appointment. That's 815-937-0446. Well, Adam Kinzinger, still butthurt over not getting that plum cabinet post during the Trump administration, took time out from his pretend job at CNN to bash Trump again. Kinzinger, originally from Illinois, is now a senior political commentator at CNN, where they have more employees than viewers. He got the gig as soon as his term was over in Congress, knowing he didn't have a chance in hell of winning back his seat after sitting on Nancy Pelosi's sham House Select Committee for the January 6th disturbance. On New Year's Eve, the Republican turncoat took time out from crying to post on X his predictions about Trump. In a childish rant, he prattled, Trump will be a massive, complaining, belly-aching, whining, weak, soft, annoying, incredibly sheepish victim this entire coming year. And his sheep will desperately look at him with googly eyes for inspiration as they mimic his victimness. Doesn't that kind of remind you of Hillary Clinton's famous basket of deplorables quote? just completely lost his mind. By the way, victimness is not a word. Mr. Kentinger would be, do well to bury his vendetta against Trump and the people that back him. Eventually, he will lose. And working for CNN is nothing special. As I predicted a few weeks ago, Harvard President Claudine Gay is resigning her post as president at Harvard. I predicted that a couple of podcasts to go. Then I wondered how much those stuffed shirts on the Harvard board were going to pay her for her recognition. That information came out a couple of days later. She is going to stay on teaching at Harvard and make $900,000 per year, which was her salary as president. So now the year Harvard will have a professor on staff guilty of multiple plagiarisms making $900,000. Yeah, I really want one of my grandchildren going there. Not. Of course, in her resignation, she blamed racism for her ouster without an ounce of remorse for the reasons that led to her resignation. Wouldn't have expected anything less of her, I guess. And if that accusation failed, she could have always used the fact that she is gay as an excuse, too. Those facts probably have an awful lot to do with her keeping her salary. The Harvard board are a bunch of chicken shits and should all be thrown off the board, including Penny Pritzker. But then a couple of hours later, America's chief race hustler, the Reverend Al Sharpin, weighed in with his less than two cents. By God, he's going to hold those responsible accountable. Anyone who condemned gay is a racist for questioning the integrity of a black woman. I guess a black woman is above public scrutiny. Certainly, that's what the Harvard Chicken Shit Board thought, too. Sharpen dribbled, this is an attack on every black woman in this country who's put a crack in the glass ceiling. He's going to pick it, despite the fact that Gay was accused of allowing anti Semitism protests to rock Harvard, followed by reports she plagiarized her way to the top. Here's the hoping Sharpen holds a protest or a picket, and nobody shows up. A couple days later, the Associated Press, a tabloid arm for the Democrat Party, came out with a nationwide story entitled Harvard's President Resignation Highlights New Conservative Weapon Against Colleges, Plagiarism. Google carried their diatribe as their first story. Yellow journalism at its finest, folks. Having said all that, and I realize I might be contradicting my own point, you have to wonder had Gay not failed so miserably with the anti-semitism issue when appearing before the House committee, would the plagiarism issues ever come to light? Some at Harvard evidently knew about the plagiarism years ago, but they promoted her anyway. Did they promote her because she was black or gay or both?
1: Weber's Whipping Post will be right back. A.N. Weber Incorporated is a proud sponsor of Weber's Whipping Post. Now in their 76th year, Weber has offices in Kankakee, Illinois, Nashville, Tennessee, El Paso, Texas, and Chandler, Arizona. Whether you're looking for company equipment to haul your dry van or flatbed freight or logistics services for all types of freight or even a career in driving, maintenance or sales, call Mark Tedford at 815-939-2235. You can also apply online at anweber.com. Weber has immediate openings for drivers in all areas and mechanical technicians in Kankakee, Illinois and El Paso, Texas. Weber is also looking for logistics agents across the country. Again, call Mark Tedford at 815-939-2235 or apply online at anweber.com. And now, back to Weber's Whipping Post.
0: The twit known as Secretary of State in Maine is now claiming that politics did not influence her decision to remove Trump's name from the Maine ballot. Yeah, right, Shena Bellows. She states the reasons because Trump allegedly engaged in insurrection through his actions during the january sixth disturbance. Funny thing about that, Bellows, Trump has never been indicted, tried, even been officially accused of upsetting Nancy Pelosi's disturbance. She even stated in an NPR interview that politics and my personal views played no role. I swore an oath to uphold the Constitution, and that's what I did. Bull. This line twit has visited Biden in the White House twice in the last year, putting pictures on Facebook gushing about meeting the President. She has also previously written a column stating the Electoral College is a relic of white supremacy and prevents voters from being represented fairly. Her social posts are littered with enthusiasm for Biden and contempt for Trump. She's a diehard liberal and knew exactly what she was doing when she copied Colorado's lead of taking Trump's name off the ballot, attempting to die hundreds of thousands of voters their chance to choose their candidate. Of course, Trump is all over this ruling, to which his lawyers part of the plan by the swamp. Speaking of twits, did you see Biden's twit-in-chief, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, has doubled down on Bidenomics? She states and does so with a straight face, Americans need to give Bidenomics more time to take effect. Wonder where this gal was at during the eight miserable years of Obamaomics. But she blames Americans' attitude on the COVID pandemic. Oh, and the economy was upside down under Trump. The economists have said it will take more time, she continued, to blather. Not content with those lies, she went on to brag how much Biden has done for the black and Latino communities. Equity is part of every single piece of the president's legislation, she prattled. Yet all the polls are showing these groups leaving Biden too. It would appear that only she, Biden himself, and Vice President Kamala Rice are the only people still believing this Bidenomics lie. The economy is getting slightly better in that it is not getting worse at the same speed it was before. In other words, they've just slowed down inflation, but they sure as hell haven't reversed it. Don't look now, swap members. But one of your own, former Democratic guru David Axelrod, stated last week that keeping Trump off the ballot would rip the country apart. He also said, I think if you are going to beat Trump, you are going to probably have to do it at the polls. I have to wonder if he said that because he knows how the Democrats have proven they are able to cheat at the polls. Maybe they should dump Biden and get Kinsinger to run on the rhino ticket. This podcast is brought to you by Jeff and Brandon Chiro at Court Street Ford, now in their 40th year servicing the Kankakee County area. Stop by their showroom at 558 William Latham Drive in Bourbonnet and check out that amazing GT. You can save up to $6,000 on a selection of Ford 150 pickups. Court Street Ford is open from Monday through Saturday, offering new and truck, car and truck sales, pre-owned autos, and Vehicle Servicing. You can call them at 815-348-7024 or check out their website at www.courtstreetford.com. The Court Street Ford Group wishes everyone and their family a Happy New Year. Ever hear the Codex Gigas? I hope I said that right. Me neither until last Tuesday. The two words mean giant book in the czech language it's called the largest surviving medieval illustrated bible in the world at three feet in length 20 inches in width 22 inches thick it weighs an incredible 165 pounds the pages are made of 160 donkey skins oddly the start of the book of genesis is missing Combined with its legend, it is also called the Devil's Bible, due to a full page portrait of old Scratch himself. In addition to the Bible, it also contains Isidora Seville's Encyclopedia Etymologia. hope I said that right, Josephus Antiquities of the Jews, Cosmas of Prague's Chronicle of Bohemia, writings detailing magic formulas exorcism rituals, and even a calendar. Too bad it couldn't play music, too. It is believed to have been written and translated in Latin in the 13th century by Hermann the Recluse. Old Hermann lived in a Benedictine monastery in what is now the Czech Republic. The book bounced around Europe for a while before landing in 1648 at the National Library of Sweden in Stockholm. Speaking of bounced, a fire at the library in 1697, then located in a castle, caused someone to throw the Bible out the window. Would you believe it landed and injured someone below? The Bible has a unified look throughout the entirety, which would indicate it was done by one person in one city, and it shows no signs the writer aged or suffered from disease or moods. This has led to a couple of different theories. There is a theory that it was written overnight by one person, although scientists claim it would take one person 20 years nonstop to have written it with, even without the illustrations. If it was written in one night, the person would have had to have help, such as by the devil, which might account for the full-page picture of Old Scratch. According to a middle-aged legend, Herman the Reclose broke his monostatic vows and was sentenced to be walled up alive. I couldn't find anything about what old Herman did, and the goat is not talking. So, to escape death, he promised to create, in one night, a book to glorify the monastery forever, including all of human knowledge. Evidently, he became desperate in his efforts around midnight, so he prayed to old Beelzebub for his assistance, completing it, offering to trade his soul for completion of the Bible. Don't know about you, but I should like the answers to some of this. When the recluse selling his soul to scratch got me to doing some other research. I had always heard of the greatest blues master, Robert Johnson. Not greatest, he's Richard the Great. Might have sold his soul, and of course it has also been said the members of their own stones did also, which might explain 80-year-old rockers. So I just Googled people that sold their soul, and I was shocked. There's actually a list. Some names you might know that have been rumored to have made the bargain, Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison. If these two did make a deal, along with Johnson, they sure weren't given long to live afterwards, all dying at 27. Some names you might know. Would you believe Bob Dylan made two lists? The devil must like guys named Jimmy, as Jimmy Page is on there. So is John Lennon and Snoop Dogg. Well, it wasn't just men, either as Lady Gaga, Oprah Winfrey, Stevie Nicks, and Kim Kardashian made this list. As hard as it would be for folks to really think these people did make a pact, and anybody can make a list to throw names on, consider that Ozzy Osbourne is also on the list. One might think of it as possible Ozzy would have done it. I've mentioned artificial intelligence a few times in these podcasts. Here's an example of the good it can do for us. The first new antibiotic in 60 years has been discovered by AI. Part of a new drug class that treats a superbug known as MRSA. 35,000 people a year die from MRSA. I had it once, and believe me, I thought I was dying. AI was able to identify new compounds to predict how they would work against MRSA. It did it using a deep learning algorithm and scientists could see what was being learned. I was going to tell you about their explanation of how this worked, but quite frankly, I got lost shortly in the translation. If you figure it out, you tell me. With the year ending this past weekend, you should know that the U.S. debt topped $34 trillion for the first time ever. That's a 34, folks, followed by 12 zeros. That is how much money we owe our creditors. I guess I better not say anything to the wife about the credit card bill again. Now, get this, 40 years ago, we were under a trillion dollars at 907 billion. Worse, the Congressional Budget Office expects that our debt will double in size in just over the next 30 years. And interest rates are going up. This is insanity, folks. If you break that debt down per taxpayer, each of us owe $254,000. We have to elect people that understand they cannot continue to spend us into oblivion. In fact, we should imprison all those that have voted to keep spending recklessly. Congress, for the love of God, stop spending Finally, a Manhattan federal judge ordered the un- sealing of documents that named people who were linked to Jeffrey Epstein and or were on his island. Then ABC News reported over New Year's weekend that the names could be released sometime this week. They've subsequently been released a little bit at a time since then. It's hardly breaking news as their own AB wrote back trying to tell everyone three years ago, but ABC quashed her. Who knows, maybe the list will have been released by the time you hear this. But here's the big news, Flash folks. Bill Clinton might be on that list. No kidding. Is there anybody that doesn't already know that? But then ABC followed that up by saying about Clinton, there is no indication the sealed records contain evidence of illegal conduct. Remember that, folks, when they started attaching it to Donald Trump. Sounds to me like when those 150, 200 names are released, everybody will be innocent except Donald Trump. Yes, I believe Trump will be on the list too. And quite frankly. I've been a little concerned about that for some time. Regardless, somehow the corrupt media in this country will go berserk trying to prove Trump was a monster child molester and the rest of the people there were just vacationers. You want to bet on that? Probably the only reason names haven't been released in full already. For the record, I was never on that plane or on that island, regardless of what the corrupt media says. It looks like they are finally going to get around to impeaching that lying son of a bitch at Homeland Security. I'm talking about the Abtu to secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who's going to be on the hot seat when the Homeland Security meets on January 10th to discuss giving Mayorkas the boot. Having said that, I would imagine Majorcus is only following Biden's orders, as surely Biden's handlers would have canned him long ago for malfeasance. While this is going on, Mayorkas had the gall to call out Texas Governor Greg Abbott as having a remarkable failure of governance over his busing policies. He feels Abbott fails to cooperate, with other governors and local officials in Democrat cities that are overwhelmed with illegal immigrants. Let's break down the Mallorca statement, a remarkable failure of governance. Is that son of a bitch really that daft? These big Democrat-controlled cities pounded their chest to let the world know they were sanctuary cities. Give us your titans, your poor, your huddled masses. We'll take them. So Abbott sent them to those states, and you know what? Those cities aren't so much of a sanctuary after all. New York is sending into to Chicago. New York Mayor Adams, who complains daily, called Abbott a bully. Chicago is dumping illegals in the suburbs, and Los Angeles is screaming bloody murder. They now want those illegals to all stay in Republican-controlled Texas and Arizona. For the mess... Mayorkas has caused this country he should be impeached, put on a small boat, and exiled back to Cuba where he came from. Rook wrote, Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers made the claim on the Pat McAfee show that Jimmy Kimmel might be a Jeffrey Epstein associate. Jimmy didn't like that, claiming he never met Epstein. Jimmy striped to sue. Aaron, who shoots his mouth off nearly every Tuesday on McAfee's show, needs to realize he's in New York now, not Green Bay. If he burps, it's going to make the national news. This might get interesting. Did you hear about the Florida woman who had her driveway stolen from her? I kid you not. Thieves took her driveway. Amanda Brochu from Orange County, Florida, put her house up for sale, intending to buy another one. While she was at work, one day, shortly before Christmas, thieves absconded with her driveway, ripped it up, and hauled it away. Evidently, this is another scam that targets contractors, and she got caught in the middle. Scammers asked for a quote on a house they think is vacant, telling the contractor they are buying it. They send a check for the quote plus a little extra. When the contractor honestly sends them the overpayment back, the scammer cancels the payment. The woman was literally left with dirt where her driveway and sidewalk used to be. This episode comes to you from the George Ryan Jr. Insurance Group. Everybody needs insurance, so why not buy from the great folks at George Ryan Jr. Insurance who support programs like mine? You can depend on the George Ryan Jr. Insurance Company, so please, Go ahead and give George a call at 815-936-0075. That's 815-936-0075. Or look them up on their website and save on insurance at com. George and his staff would like to wish all of you a happy new year. And now, my most recent commentary. As a grandfather of 11 grandchildren... I cannot imagine a worse day than to be told one of them has cancer or some other catastrophic disease. In my opinion, that's the place whale dung sits, on the totem pole of life. We have a grandchild mysteriously losing her hearing, which pales in comparison to cancer, but even that nearly drives me to tears. I acknowledge life is precious to everyone, and that cancer is a bastard. But I would think most adults would willingly take their child's disease if they only could. I bet the good Lord hears that prayer hourly. Disease may be a fact of life for thinning the herd, but children shouldn't have to be subjected to it. For that reason, my charity of choice is always the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. It costs them $1.7 million daily to operate that facility. Marlo Thomas and her colleagues do such a Herculean job of raising money and hammering the message home of what that wonderful organization is doing. And the fact that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for anything so they can help their child survive is incredible. That last sentence, so they can help their child survive, is profound. St. Jude is the patron saint of desperate cases and lost causes. Jude was one of the 12 apostles for Jesus and is also referred to as Thaddeus. There is even a belief by some that Jude is the brother of Jesus. It was only right to attach this saint to the hospital. The nonprofit St. Jude is located in Memphis, Tennessee. It was founded by the late entertainer Danny Thomas in 1962 on the premise that no child should die in the dawn of life. Thomas claimed he was struggling to make a living when he put $7 on the offering plate at a mass in Detroit. He prayed to St. Jude for me to provide for his family and promised he would build him a shrine. The next week, he got a good-paying job, which eventually would make him wealthy and famous. He kept his promise by building that hospital. In 2007, Chili's restaurant chain pledged $50 million to fund the construction of the seven-story Chili's Care Center. They added 340,000 square feet for radiological services and the Brain Tumor Consortium. It also allowed for two floors of outpatient clinics, one floor for inpatient services, two floors of laboratory space, an office floor, and one unfinished level for future expansion. In 2014, they were able to open the Marlowe Thomas Center that would become the graduate school for biomedical research. There are plans for a research facility to be built in Memphis as well. Donald Pinkle was the first director of St. Jude. He was perhaps the driving force behind getting the hospital up and running, including ensuring the hospital would accept all children, regardless of color. Five directors are followed, including current director James Downey. St. Jude has several affiliated hospitals and hematology clinics. They are located in Louisiana, North Carolina, Alabama, Tennessee, Illinois, Missouri, Oklahoma, and even Beirut, Lebanon. Mr. Thomas's parents were from Lebanon. It is estimated that 400,000 children around the world develop cancer each year. Worse, only half are diagnosed. It is the leading cause of death past infancy for U.S. children. Although survival rates vary by the type of cancer, better therapies have led to a survival rate of 80%. It is believed there are 483,000 U.S. children that have beaten the Bastard disease. By the way, their website claims that six forms of cancer are caused by the human papillomavirus. HPV, and that vaccinating children between 9 and 12 prevents cancer in 90% of children. Folks, there are a lot of great children's hospitals in this country. I was astonished when I stopped counting just at 50. Surprisingly, in a recent U.S. news ranking, St. Jude ranked 5th. I would have thought it would have been first an honor held by the Cincinnati Children's Hospital. Regardless, as we enter the new year, here's to hoping none of us will ever have to use these facilities and prayers for those knowing this experience all too well. Surely there is a special place in heaven for those kids and their parents. In the meantime, St. Jude helps fill that role. That's all I got for you, folks. If you like this podcast, please tell others. If you'd like to advertise on this podcast, please let me know. I could always use more sponsors. Check out my blog at www.weberswhippingpost.com. Thanks a million for listening. Bye now.